the weekend, it was my birthday. Man, how those things come around every year. And it's getting more and more uncomfortable to say how old I am. Because I just don't feel 54, I feel 30. But the person who was the most excited about my birthday was my grandson Israel. He's four. He was the most excited. In fact, I was away on my birthday. It was Saturday, and I got a voicemail of him singing happy birthday to me and then a text from my daughter Mikey telling me that what he want what we needed to do for my birthday was get a spider-man bounce house (laughs) which I wouldn't be able to do without wearing a pee pad (laughs) frankly (laughs) I hope they're not recording yet (laughs) anyway so it was a fun birthday Uh, We're going to be in Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12 this morning. And while you're looking that up, I'm going to read to you what uh, one commentator that I was reading while I was studying for this said. And and I'm going to say it a couple of times because it's it's huge and you're going to want to hear it carefully. God is acquainted with man, for he holds him surrounded on all sides, and man can do nothing if God, whose confining hand he has laying upon him, does not allow him the requisite freedom and motion. Let me read that again. God is acquainted with man, for he holds him surrounded on all sides. And man can do nothing if God, whose confining hand he has lying upon him, does not allow him the requisite freedom and motion. Psalm 139 really is a study of God's omniscience, which is his all-knowing, and his omnipresence, which is his presence everywhere. We're never without that. So as I was reading uh, this commentary, it reminded me a few years ago, I got a puppy. His name was Romeo. He was a little Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And I was a children's pastor at the time, and we were allowed to bring our pets to work, which I thought was the coolest thing. So I would bring Romeo to work every day. Well, my office mate in the office next door, she had a a great Dane, a female named Lucy. And so during our lunch hour, we would get the dogs together in her office. It was bigger than mine, and, and the dogs would play, which really meant Romeo running around in circles until Lucy was tired, and then she would take her big paw and go, And Romeo would lay there and wiggle and wiggle and wiggle, and he couldn't move. He couldn't do anything. This big paw was just on him, and it just reminded me of what this commentator was saying about this psalm. Um, Because unless Lucy decided to lift up her arm, Romeo wasn't going anywhere, (laughs) wiggle though he might. Um, Let's start with those the verse uh, seven through twelve. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend up to the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will lay hold of me. Now, I might not be the brightest bulb, but it seems to me that we cannot go anywhere that God is not there. Anywhere. And so I wonder sometimes, he must, God must sit and laugh at us like we do with those of you who've had toddlers, and I have a little, another little story about Israel here in a second, but those of you who have toddlers who are trying to hide something from you, and you know it. Israel came to me once, and 
He had this huge smile on his face, and he had something, clearly had something behind his back. And I said, Israel, what do you have behind your back? And he went. <laughs> and he was trying to tell me there was nothing behind his back. <laughs> but I knew that there was. And it dis- God must look at us. What are you trying to hide? Why? I already know what it is, so why hide it from me? It's, it's already plain to me. Because his knowledge is not confined to time and place. His sovereignty extends to the entire universe. So he's not confined the way that we are. And even though you know your toddler has something behind their back, you're not exactly certain what it is. But God does know. And he knows when we're hiding. Unlike our God, who is omnipresent, and omniscient. Other religions have to have many, many, many gods to cover the places where they feel a god needs to cover, gods with little g's, and they have to worship all of them. You know, the the Hindus have hundreds, thousands of gods to cover their lives, and they must worship all of them in different ways and on different days and, and different sacrifices and different this and different that. Aren't you relieved, but so comforted in the fact that we serve one God who knows all and is present in all and that we cannot escape him. How, co- how confining and how, how confusing it would be to have to worship and please so many gods with little g's. In verse 10, we find that his hand has a hold of us no matter where we go. When I read this, I think of when I was a little girl. My dad is a big man. And even at 85, he's still a big man. But when he was at his prime of life, he was nearly 6'4". And my dad has huge hands. In fact, I just saw him a couple weeks ago, and I was doing an aroma touch therapy on his hand because he's got arthritis in his hands. And it's, you know, I'm used to doing it on women, and it's, you know, it's, they're small, and my hands are pretty big, and so his hand is huge. It's huge. I just could, while I was holding his hand and doing that, I just, I, it's just massive, and I remember being a little girl, and the comfort that I had in having my hand in his, because it completely enveloped my hand, of course, but also the knowing that there wasn't a, I wasn't going anywhere he didn't intend for me to go. <laughs> I was perfectly safe, and I was perfectly happy, and there was the boundary of knowing that I was always safe in his hand. Well, how much more so are we with God? How much more so are we when we have that complete safety and trust of an all-knowing God, an omnipresent God who has us in the palm of his hand, where we aren't going anywhere that he isn't leading us? Another story of my dad, he, just the strength. I, I think of God's strength and his, the power in everything the creator has. And uh, my mom had a luncheon at our house, and, and my dad was cutting down a tree. And so she's serving this luncheon, and, and my dad goes, she had these huge uh, floor-to-ceiling windows in the living room, and he goes walking by the living room with the tree on his shoulder. And the other ladies, Catherine, Catherine, <laughs> what he's doing and she's like what what because she was used to seeing him do that all the time 
<laughs> carry trees on his shoulder. But, um, and so my, un- unfortunately, my view of God is much like my dad. He's so much greater than my dad, though. He is so much stronger and all-encompassing and all-knowing. In verse 11 and 12, it says, Surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you, and the night is as bright as day. Darkness and light are alike to you. We think we can hide in the dark. Aren't you hoping that there are some things you've done in the dark that he hasn't seen? We all do, right? But he has. And even yet, he chooses you. We're ashamed of the things that we've done in the dark, but he knows it and he still chooses you. What comfort in knowing that he still chooses you. But dark is not dark to him. Because he is light, there is no darkness in him. There is no darkness around him. Darkness flees with him. There's no dark. Now, the fluores- those fluorescent lights in the bathroom over there, and they shine down like this. I would rather see myself in candlelight, thank you. <laughs> There's a few things that I would really rather not see. I like that soft glow that candlelight gives off because there are things I want to avoid about becoming 54. But with God and his light, Nothing is hidden, and he still chooses me. He sees my body's aging. I'm getting older. He still chooses me. Nothing changes in his love for me. And then we know that there are dark times that come in our lives. We all go through dark times, but I'm here to tell you today that it's not dark with him. It feels dark to us, but there's no darkness with him. So it's not dark. Years ago, Dave and I went through bankruptcy. And, um, and I had some wrestling to do with God because uh, this was this darkness coming, like I could feel it coming, and I could feel it overwhelming, and I could feel it just rolling like a tidal wave. And um, I just, for the life of me, couldn't believe he was going to let us go through this. I mean, the God of all, you, all the universe, there were only a couple of things he needed to do in my life to change the circumstances, and I wouldn't have to go through it. But it became very clear to me that with my hand in his, he was going to allow me to go through this. He was going to allow us to lose everything, to lose all our investments, to lose our houses, to lose everything. And it was clear to me that there was something he needed to wring out of me, but he was going to have my hand the whole time. But in the darkest time that I was going through, in the middle of the night one night, I read Job. Can I tell you that if you are in the depths of despair, like Anne of Green Gables, that Job is going to be no help to you (laughs) at the time? Because Job never knows why he goes through the depths of despair. He never understands the work that God has done in, in, the, in the spiritual realm around him. He never understands but receives the blessing of God and still has no understanding of why that happened even. 
So God and I had some wrestling to do about this darkness that was overshadowing my life and what life was going to look like and just what, in fact, did he expect of me after losing everything. I had a child in Chile at the time. Um, you know, how in the world was I going to deal with seeing her, bringing her home? Um, these were some real terrible fears that I had. Uh, my other daughter was in college here, and these were some grave fears I had about going through that time. And even in, even in the scariness of reading Job in the middle of the night, at the end of that and the wrestling that I did with God, what I came to is something that has been a comfort to me since that day, which is he is sovereign. He is the creator of the universe. He is God, and he gets to choose. Not me. He gets to choose what he's going to do with my life. He gets to choose what he's going to wring out of me and bring out in my life. And you know, years ago there was a study of children on a playground. And it was a big playground with a big fence all the way around the play equipment. And the kids played everywhere. And so it was thought that maybe if they took out the fence, it would give them more room to play. And then they found that the kids only played around the play equipment. They didn't use the space anymore. So they put the fence back in because, don't you know, boundaries are safe. And God's boundaries are different from our boundaries. Sometimes they're more confining and sometimes they are more freedom. It depends on who you are and what he's trying to wring out of your life. It's different for all of us. But those boundaries, inside those boundaries is safety. Inside those boundaries is his light, his presence, his all-knowing about your life and what he's trying to wring out of you. There's no darkness inside the boundaries that he puts in your life. It's safety and freedom. So what you need to know today is that you are never alone. In the darkest moments of your life, it is never truly dark. It feels like it's why we don't go by feelings, right? There is always light, his light. You are always in the palm of his hand, and you cannot escape it. And he surrounds you always, and he chooses you. And because he chooses you, he sent his son to die for you so that you could live in that presence. And I want you to hear that, not like we often hear it about Christians, God so loved the world, because he does, but God so loved you. God so chose you that he sent his son to die. So whatever darkness is going on in your life, whatever places that you're trying to hide from God, know this morning that he already knows. You cannot hide it. He already knows and sees all the dark places and still says, I choose you. I died for you. So as you go to small groups today, wrestle with those things. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, we partner with you knowing that you hold us in your hand. And that in, in that, Lord, we are completely safe. Inside the boundaries that you have placed for us, we are completely free, completely safe, we are surrounded by you, 
and we are encompassed in your light. Lord, today let us find the dark places and surrender them to you. Invite your light in because you died for us. You chose us. Be with us today. In Jesus' name, amen.